Hey Hey y'all! And welcome to the Sorry Not Sorry Generation podcast, where we bring you a not-so-healthy dose of humor and reality as we get our hands dirty with some serious nostalgia and question everything. Let's dive in. Hey guys! It's Misty. It's Ani. And we are watching the second half of Twilight and getting deep into the bullshit. Getting deep, (laughs) deep into the bullshit. Yeah, um, so that everybody's aware, we are picking up at the scene where Bella goes to La Poche for the first time, and she ends up talking to Jacob about, like, the, the cold, cold ones. ones. Yeah, and just, like... The city vampires, do they? Poorly, the yeah. something. Yeah. Poorly flirting with Jacob in order to get his tribal history out of him, and... Um, the fact that she realizes... Or acknowledges that she's flirting with him to get information out of him, knowing full well it's gonna break his heart. Like, oh yeah, like she's the definition. Her and Edward of... are made for each other. Oh yeah, no, she's the definition of stringing somebody somebody along. Edward and Bella are perfect for each other because they're both pieces of shit. <laughs> <laughs> so like, Ledna can't even can't even begin to describe how much of a piece of shit they both are. But we're we pick up with uh, her poorly flirting with Jacob and he tells like the history and everything. I have to say the flashback is the worst (laughs) thing I've ever seen in my entire life. So to be clear, just to be clear, the Cullens moved to Forks for the very first time in 1936. Now the flashback of Jacob telling them when he ran in his tribe ran into the Cullens for the very first time takes place in 1936. However, the yeah, you're right. However, yeah. in the movie, it shows the Quileute tribe in their indigenous traditional garb. Yes. This is 1936, not 1600s it America. Them, yeah, like it depicts them with like machetes and like wolf pelts to the head and, their, and like their crowns and everything. And yet the Cullens are dressed to the nines in like era of depression yeah. era. Yeah, post-depression era, and they are dressed to the nines. Also, like, Esme and Rosalie are wearing pants, which, considering Rosalie's, like, lean towards more traditional stuff, I just don't know if she would do, even for, like, the purposes of hunting. But even if we put that aside, why is it that the white people are over here dressed to the nines and really nice. They're and, like, dressed business casual. They got their button-down vests and their yeah, hair all And, like, their, and... like, hats and, like, their vests and, like, they're just dressed really well. Mean, but meanwhile, the, tribe, the meanwhile, the native tribe, you know, down the street is wearing loincloths in it 1936. It has, has apparently not progressed or changed or, like, at all since the 1600s. I'm like, <laughs> are you fucking kidding me? Also... I have to point out because Jacob goes into detail and he tells like the tri like the tribal story of how his people turn into wolves in the presence of vampires. Cool. Huh. Why is Jacob's family history and tribal history so very tied into white people? Do they <laughs> like they are implying that they turn in to wear to like werewolf shapeshifters, which by the way, they're not werewolves. They are shapeshifters. Even more appropriate, they're skinwalkers, if you want to get into Native American history, by the way. Uh, <laughs> how, so why is it that Jacob's tribal history is so tied in to these white people who are vampires coming in? Granted, uh, portraying the white people as villains to the Native Americans is accurate as fuck. 
However, it is absolutely stated in the official guide for Twilight that his tribe was transforming into wolves before the cold ones ever showed up. Like they had this ability before the vampires ever showed up and it became more frequent once the vampires started showing up because they were an active and present threat to the tribe. So more people transformed. You have to be a direct descendant of the first shapeshifter and all of his descendants have this ability to do it. So there, when there were active vampires around, there were more shapeshifters. However, apparently, when the vampires went away, the tribe lost this ability. Why did the tribe lose this ability? Their own ability that they had before the white people and the vampires showed up? Why did they lose their history? Why is their shape-shifting abilities based on the white people? Why is their tribal history based on whether or not the white people show up? Why did they lose this ability? Because they had it before there was a clear and present threat of the vampires. So why did they lose it beforehand? And why does Stephanie Meyer feel the need to change their history and change their abilities based on the vampires, which have all at that point been depicted as white people? Here's the takeaway from this entire rant. Do not put misinformation anywhere near an anthropologist slash archaeologist because they will tear it apart case in point misty i was an archaeologist for nasa i know what the fuck i'm talking about <laughs> just i don't understand why the hell she like it's because she's disturb- white yeah it's such she's a, a religious disservice. white it's <laughs> 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 not even getting either but like it is such a disservice to that tribe a, a tribe of actual real people based on actual real people. You know, like, if this was a completely fictional people, maybe, like in a fictional universe, not like a fictional Native American tribe, maybe, maybe you could base it off. But at that point, you would have had to make it so that the powers developed because of the vampires and not... Consistency. We're looking Yeah, and like not, didn't have them before then. Like, there, there has is to no be some kind of consistency. Not changing the cultural history and abilities of the native american people based on whether or not the vampires slash white people show up like that's just bullshit start to finish it's bullshit and for this guide directly states that she did so much research no 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 okay that doesn't seem to have taken away your bias your racial bias so what the fuck what the fuck is this now i will admit i this this guide for the official guide for twilight is huge i've read almost every single page of it except for like a couple of the people i didn't give a shit about but i read all of the werewolf information because it's the only place you actually get the werewolf information about and there is a lovely section in there that actually states that the uh the werewolves of lapush are not actually werewolves because there are actual werewolves in her world and they're called children of the moon and it does state in there the fact that the werewolves of the Lapush are shapeshifters, not werewolves. So she did definitely absolutely take a Native American legend and mythology of people changing shape into animals, which has to do with like the skinwalker uh, legends. Um, there are other words for it. That is one of the more common words for it, just so everyone is aware. But she took this Native American legend and attached it to the European white tradition and legend and myth of werewolves, despite the fact that they're two very separate things. For one thing, in the shapeshifter legends and with people of La Bush, the moon ain't got shit to do with it. They also have full control of their faculties 
and can shapeshift whenever they would like. And they actually turn into wolves as opposed to werewolves, which turn into, like, everybody's seen Harry Potter, uh, the third one, that they know what Remus Lupin looked like. That is accurate for what werewolves looked like at the time. If you look at actual mythological werewolves, they don't actually look like wolves. They no, they're like, some kind of creepy hybrid. Yeah, they look like a weird, like, naked person with, like, a, a wolf face with no fur. Like, that's what they look like. So why has she taken this Native American legend and twisted it not only to the European uh, legend of wolves, which is werewolves, but then also made it contingent on whether or not the white vampires were around. Because white lady. So clearly this episode of uh, Twilight Part 2 is getting off to a great start. So it is one of the many serious issues I have with this movie. But it, it was an extreme disservice to the people of LaPush, the very real people of LaPush and their history, to base and change their legends around this group of people, especially to specifically put it around so much of the Cullens, too. And it's just like because they're um, Jacob's great grandfather. Yeah, great grandfather was the last shapeshifter before Jacob in his generation. They were shapeshifters, okay? Then, and those shapeshifters were shapeshifters when they met the Collins in 1936. They were still shapeshifting before they met the Collins. However, because the Collins left, they don't have the ability anymore. It's specifically, the threat's gone. It's specifically yeah. basic. But, however, there were no vampires in the area when the Collins moved there. Otherwise, the Collins wouldn't have moved there. So there were no vampires when the Collins showed up, but yet the werewolf magic of changing shape still existed but it's specifically when the cullens leave that the ability leaves also an interesting fact that i as i was rereading the uh wolf history the other day um it, they have to come into contact the people of lapush who ha are directly descended from the first uh shapeshifter uh who have the it's an extra chromosome by the way um is her scientific explanation for werewolf abilities is there's an additional chromosome yeah right uh-huh. And um, so in addition to that, they have to encounter a vampire that you don't have to see it. You just have to smell one between the ages. What? Does the smell like fucking trigger the chromosome that goes, aha, time to shift? Yes. That oh is what she puts in there. Uh, between the ages of like 13 to 25. A That's very, a big gap. But a very oddly specific gap. Like 13 to 25. I get weird. 13 because like puberty so like yeah, it makes like sense. the start of puberty 25 i don't understand like i don't know why it's 25 that's but, well into your adulthood yes it is and it's just like okay i think it was a way to the stupid like i i thought maybe it was a way to like incorporate sam in there like samuel like because he is older right but i was reading it the other day because i thought that and i'm just like okay i'll read about it, like sam and how old he is no he's a high schooler too they're all fucking high schoolers. And it's just like, you're putting Jacob was what, 14, 15 when he's changed? Like, he's shifted? I think he's 15 because Bella turns 18 and he's two years younger than she is. So he's like so a he's sophomore. 15, 16, yeah. So he's like he's a sophomore. A sophomore which, mean, which I would put Sam as like a senior at that point. Yeah, the really weird thing is, is like, in which we will get into when New Moon goes around, but... um. Maybe. I don't know if we recorded that after we got this part out. But Sam, who is a high schooler, has imprinted on Emily. 
and they right. live together in like the movie at least in new moon like they have a place they live mm-hmm. together they're high schoolers she he's a high schooler at least so is he 18 <laughs> is he 18 and how the fuck old is emily because she's leah's best friend and cousin and so i always was under the impression that like emily sam and leah were all like in their 20s yeah, that's. I, I remember reading the book and being like, "Yeah, they're like significantly older than Bella and Jacob, and they're, and they're like not. they've got to be out of high school." Yeah, and they're just at the beginning when the shapeshifting starts. At least for Sam, he's in high school, and then but so is Paul, and so is Jared. They're all high schoolers, and I don't know at what point they graduate. I'm not entirely sure. I'm not sure the age difference between um, Sam and everyone else. Which is actually a question I can answer. Why is there such a large section in this book about their fucking cars? There is. There's a detailed list of every car. In the words of Bella Swan, I don't read Car and Driver. I, this is a weird thing to note, but Jacob Black is older than I am, and I think that's a little weird. Like, oh. now. Like, he gives you his birthday. Oh. When's his birthday? Yeah. Um, January 14th, 1990. He's my age? You're telling me that Bella's older than me? Yeah, she's older than you are. Because Sam was born in 1986, so he's four years older. Okay, so he would be 20. If Jacob is 15, 16, then he would be like 19, 20. Yeah, it's still weird that they're that young, because I was always under the impression they were like 24, 25, you know? But yeah, they were... uh... Ew, Bella's older than me. I don't... there There was a point when she was younger than you i guess this is true <laughs> so, like she's older than you now i guess but uh yeah because paul is older than i am and the, what's really gets you is you know the, the, the they're mentioned like twice in, the, in breaking dawn but the two little the youngest werewolves that shapeshifted at like 13 yes like brady and colin yeah they were born the year after i am <laughs> 93 <laughs> i'm like oh <laughs> okay that's kind of awkward, but um, but yeah, because um, Bella is born in eighty eighty Yeah, yep, she's born in nineteen eighty seven on September thirteenth. Um, this book is in comes in handy. Did you say September thirteenth? Yeah. Oh, my friend will be unhappy to hear that she shares a birthday with Bella Swan. <laughs> yeah, you can torture her with that information. Not the same uh, year, but the same goddamn day. Yeah, honestly. But uh but yeah, so there's there's that. This episode this episode is going to just this be a lot. It's gonna be a lot. I hope everyone uh, is ready for because this for is this. About, yeah, this is about to be wild. <laughs> cool. Look at Rosalie and her fedora. Is that Rosalie or Esme? I think that was Rosalie. Cause Edward was there. Rosalie was there before Edward. No. Other way around. Edward first. Edward is the first person. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're right. The thing about Jacob's story to Bella is the fact that, like, for one thing, it shows the fact that the Collins are really fucking stupid to come back here to a place they've already (laughs) been. Because people just have grandmothers. And, like, grandparents who might have met you at some point. Like, even if it was back when it was more of, like, a tribal situation. Um, 
Edward was turned in, I think, the early, the very early 1900s. Yeah, I think it was like 1917. So it wasn't really that long ago. So people, and so they had to have lived there after he was turned. So let's estimate 1930s at, you know, nine, let's assume they went not too long after Edward was turned, right? And if that is Rosalie in the background, then it's sometime after the point when Rosalie is in the, involved. So Rosalie we'll give was it the turned, benefit of I think, the, in what, the 50s? Because uh, she was coming back from a prom? A dance? A date. Something like that. Turn. Rosalie was turned in 1933. 30s, okay. She was turned in the 30s. Okay. So let's say at some point after the 30s, they went there to to Forks and they lived there and, and everything. And that's Carlisle turned great. He turned Rosalie because he wanted a companion for Edward? No, he did it to save her life because she was dying and the I remember that I remember that yeah and like he was hoping that they would be what uh he and Esme had and but that wasn't why he turned her he turned her to save right. her life but he, he was hoping that's what they would be and then Rosalie eventually Emmett. found uh Emmett um but so let's assume okay let's assume that not too long after they turned Rosalie they moved to Forks so we'll we'll say 1940 okay People from who were around in 1940 are still alive, so you are definitely risking going back to a place where and people talk. There's They're going to be gossiping about it for generations. You. Yeah. Pe- where the fuck is this bookstore that's like not on any major thoroughfare? Honestly, like, why is it up in the middle of the weird like, mountainous path that you have to go through alleyways? Yeah, you're walking to. down an alleyway in the middle of night in the city you don't know. And you've just now been spotted by strangers who are clearly coming after you. Like I'd be So you decide to go down more alleyways. Is that's what really gets me? Just go back to the bookstore. It's like right there. Oh, look, there's more. Also, the fact that a God-fearing woman wrote this scene for yeah. a for young adults. Like, insinuating like, that there is going to be a gang rape if she's not saved. Yeah, like, that, this woman wrote a scene where this minor was about to be attacked by, by five all of these dudes. dudes. And she has to be saved by her stalker. <laughs> and that's even worse. It's just like, come on. Also, why did he get out of the car? He had he to snarl the at them. Like, what a thing to put in books that was definitely geared at, like, 14-year-olds. Like, gang rape and stalking. Just right there in books that were geared for, like, 14-year-olds. And, like, when they're in the car and he's just like, you need to distract me so I don't turn around and go murder these people. That is a serious red flag. Yeah, but... The most awkward dinner of one's life. Yeah, mostly just because he literally just stares at her the whole time. He <laughs> shows out of nowhere. It's like, we're going to go eat. It's like, um, okay. That woman has a, yeah. I was going to say, a ridiculous fucking rockabilly pompadour. Honey, you didn't see him eating anything in the cafeteria. Why would he eat at a restaurant? No oh, shit. 
the song in the background is sung by him. Really? Yeah. It's, he's on the soundtrack. I love the Twilight soundtrack, okay? And so this is the only song he does in the uh, in the soundtrack. It's not bad. It is the first time you listen to it, but the more you listen to it, the more like it grows on you. Yeah, that's pretty good. Also, honey, where are you going to go if you leave? He's your ride. Yeah, what are you going to do? I mean, I guess she could call her dad and he'd come pick her up, but... Like, it would be a three-hour process. Isn't he in, like, the other county over? Yeah, because it's just Port Angeles, which I think is, like, an hour and something away from Fort. And he's, like, in the next county. Was it Marion County or something? Something like that. It's really weird, like, when you think about it. it Like, this guy is telling you he can read minds, right? And he can read minds of absolutely everyone except for yours which is the only way you'd actually have proof that he could read minds is if he could tell you what you were right and so you just have to be like oh he's like oh well those people over there are thinking about like this and those people over there are thinking about that you have no way to prove that were you just thinking about this it's just like it's just so super sketchy and weird that that's what you know like hey you know I can read everybody's mind, but yours, you just have to trust me on that. Like, mm, considering all the other sketchy shit you already do. I love how her first thought when she's just, like, trying to piece together that Edward is a vampire is that she just goes to books. Google exists at this point in time. Just Google it. She went and she, like, bought books. And she, like, for one thing, she went to a very specific store from at a place several hours away that she really just could have answered with a google right also if you google like the weird symptoms and everything that like these people have everything that comes up in the google search for the that she does do in the movie it not once does it say the word like vampire it just says cold skin and undead immortal and it's just yeah and it's just like okay but just there there it's a vampire how did how did you like just not at some point just think, oh yeah, like a vampire? Like who doesn't just have that association of like, oh, cold, dead, doesn't eat, no sunlight, drink, vampire, yeah, just vampire. How is that not somebody's first thought? And I love how like when she decides she wants to like confront him and talk to just him, walk they just the walk off, walk off into the woods. This man might be a demon death creature and you're like i'm gonna walk alone into the woods with him let's do that what makes you think that's a good idea this this dude you think could be a supernatural creature that could murder We're so you far away you... that no one will hear you scream yeah and you voluntarily led him there Also, I've never heard Miss where vampires' eyes change colors before, like, Twilight. So the fact that she's using that as, like, one of her, like, examples is real weird. Who uses eye-changing Miss? Like, who uses that? I've never heard of that. That's really weird. And I, like, I've read a lot of vampire Miss, and I've never heard that one. Like, she looks physically ill. Yeah. <laughs> like, 
She looks like she's going to puke. <laughs> you did this to yourself. You also letting a predator stand directly behind you like that, like a creepy, creepy person. I want to hear you say what I am. You see, he's conditioning her to listen to what he says. Like a stalker. And then he just grabs her and just starts dragging her into the forest. Like, like a kidnapper. I don't want you to manhandle. Let me just answer my question. Yeah, just shit. fucking toss her on your back and just start running. I'd be screaming. Oh, yeah, me too. Prepared for it or not, I'd probably scream. And then he steps into the sunlight to reveal what he is. I'm a vampire, and, and I, I would be like, horrible. I would. My first reaction would be, like, "Don't do that! You'll burst into flame." No, I'm sorry. We're not. We're not that kind of vampire. We sparkle. The fact that he had to run up into the woods for like a little while just to find a patch of sunlight goes to show you what kind of place Forks is. But then he reveals his poorly put on body glitter. You're beautiful. You hairy body. <laughs> he was hairy in the early, like in one. Of I the love how he's still like hair coming up. He hates his, uh, shirt. Everything that he is, he's just like I sparkle. Yeah. I didn't sign up for sparkling when I when I turned into a vampire. Would you prefer to ver- to like burn? <laughs> like that's fine. <laughs> and I like how he just demonstrates all of the many ways that he could just kill her, and she's like, I don't care. It's fine. I still want to be friends with you anyway. Stalker man. He actually says, I want to kill you. Girl, run. It just shouldn't take anything for you. Just Even the stupidest, densest people. And if he looks at you and he's like, I want to kill you. Just fucking run. Like, let's be alone in the woods together while you try and test your self-control not to murder me. <laughs> yeah, okay, sure, that'll end well. Did you forget? I can fix him! <laughs> I hate that. Just like, it's okay that he's toxic and terrible and absolutely him. bad for me. I can fix him. Like, you shouldn't be in a relationship with somebody you think you have to fix. <laughs> It's a terrible idea if you and like and I'm not saying you should accept him for who he is because he's a creepy, creepy stalker man. You just shouldn't be near this person at all. He's literally testing his self-control not to kill you. <laughs> you think it's a good idea to get in his personal space and be alone with him in the woods. <laughs> like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Wow, this movie didn't age. No, well. and the way they're lying down is just looks really uncomfortable. It does. Like they both look like they're just broken <laughs> in several places. It just fell out of a tree from like a hundred feet in the sky. It's fine. Why does she lay like that? I'm so convinced that when this book was made, like Stephanie Meyer made some like deal with like a, a fairy, like a fairy, fae spirit, and because when people first read her books, absolutely one hundred percent loved them, and they did for like a couple years. And then, and then they went back to them. All of, and then they read them again. All of the love, all well, all of the love and like passion and absolute like hype people had for this just one day just like flipped, and it was just everybody fucking hated everything about Twilight. I swear, like she made a deal with like some kind of fairy, and 
to like get a really popular book series or whatever and then like she had like a time limit of how long it was gonna last and then it just ended i love i love the shit eating this is really popular garbage but i love the shit eating grin he's got when they pull up in the car (laughs) together at school yes because i'm an insecure girl and i'm more nervous about being the guy i'm dating's parents versus them sucking the life out of me yeah in all honesty like he he's he's like well you're more worried about the fact that they might not like you than the fact that you're meeting all these vampires and it's like well yeah because if they don't like me then they just might eat me anyway so like either way i could just end up dead so i'm more worried about the judgment versus walking out breathing yeah it's also like if they judge me and they hate me like they might as well just kill me so did carlisle make this house because it's so modern compared to every other town i love it it's a nice house it's nice house house. i do like the you know the views it's definitely where people go to get murdered But like, because it is in the middle of nowhere, it is super modern with just like a shit ton of windows. It is definitely where you're going to get murdered. But it's it's, so it's light honestly and open. Yeah, it's easy for no. <laughs> I'd rather honestly, if I ended up meeting a vampire, I'd be so disappointed they don't have like a coffin sitting in their living room or something. If you like, if you want people not to think that you're a vampire, you should have coffins and moats and everything. Because if you're just, like, a goth person... You can get you, away with it. You know, yeah. People are just gonna be like, well, they're just super gothic. They're not a real vampire. Like, come wait, on. wait, 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 wait. Why are they cooking dinner? Nobody fucking eats. They're, look at how much garlic and onions. They're making fucking bacon. Like They're cooking for Bella. She don't need this much sense. food. Also, the look on Rosalie's face is just pure rage. She's like, I don't give a shit about this human. Also, what are they going to do? Just sit at a table and watch her eat? <laughs> like, that's so creepy. Also, Edward. He definitely just should have known that yeah. they were playing Emmett on in the back They is, definitely probably... Emmett them in the back with a knife waving. You just that That's me. Well, like, the thing is, too, like, they're cooking for her, right? They had to go buy these groceries because de- they definitely don't keep these groceries in their house. I'm sorry. What, what, what so, got Rosalie so pissed off? Oh, the fact that she'd already oh. eaten. But, like, they definitely had to go buy these groceries. So, Edward definitely would have had to have known the fact that they were planning on cooking for her. And he's the one who told Bella to eat beforehand. So, he's just causing drama just to fucking cause drama. Like, because, like, he's like, oh, yeah, you should eat beforehand. But also, my family just very recently went out and bought all of this food. <laughs> And they're definitely probably going to cook How can for I you. piss off Rosalie? Also, I can read their minds. <laughs> I can definitely read their minds, and I definitely know what they're planning. So <laughs> I understand why Rosalie is the way she is. I understand. Yeah. I sympathize. But I also understand the fact that she's also worried about the Vulturi are going to attack them because, like, a human now knows. Like, I understand all of her fears. I don't understand why she has to be a raging dick just because she's human. Like, I get that you're upset that you never wanted to turn into a vampire because you still, like, because now you can't have kids. But, like, that doesn't give you the right to be a bitch to every human. That's not creepy. Bella and I are going to be great friends. Alice is so creepy. First of all, why does Alice have to come into the scene 
walking in a tree branch <laughs> is real fucking weird anyway. Yes. But uh, the very first thing Alice does is walk up and hug Bella. And I'm just like, I would be like, absolutely don't touch me for one thing. But also vampire just walks up to me and puts her face real close to my neck would be like my instinct reaction would be like, no, 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 no. Like, look how happy Esme and Alice are. Jasper always looks uncomfortable. Carlisle even looks happy that Edward's found somebody for however long it's going to last. Emmett is trying to hold back laughter while Rosalie is just seething. I still don't understand why Rosalie is wearing gloves inside while they were like cooking. food prep. Like, like what? The, what? What? What germs not, are you like, gonna bring? It's not like they're food prep gloves. She's wearing like winter actual like gloves. No, gloves. she was wearing. Like, she was wearing like black even... latex gloves. Uh, they have like a pattern on the back of them. They look like they're winter like. Gloves. I didn't see that. Yeah. I saw like the crinkly latex stuff. Yeah. Uh, it looks like a pattern to me. It's just weird and creepy, and it's just like either way. Why are you wearing gloves? Like, are you allergic to the human food? It, are are humans allergic to like, you? You like, don't like Bella. Why are you afraid of contaminating her? Okay, so I guess that they do. They have all gone to college because look at how many graduation caps they've got. They could be high school graduation caps. <laughs> I sincerely hope they're not all high school graduation caps and that they've gone to college. I know Rosalie does go to medical school every couple of decades because it's in the unofficial or the mm. official Twilight Guide. Is that because she's the one with the next best control after uh, Carlisle? She goes to medical school every couple every couple decades to uh, help keep Carlisle updated on all of the things that are going on, just because her control is so okay. good. So, so it's yeah. So they definitely gone to college. Maybe if you didn't start out in a small town, nobody would fucking notice. Because right? you could feasibly, even if you started out in high school, you could feasibly spend until like your mid thirties in a place. So from fifteen to thirty five. So what? Ten, twenty years in a place? Yeah. Yeah. Like you could spend twenty years in a place. And what? Nobody would question it. I like how she's just like he turns on classical music and he's like it, the one of the only genuine romantic things Edward ever does is he like dances with her to classical music in their room and like that's actually genuinely sweet and adorable and like one spin and she's just like I can't dance and just doesn't want to do it anymore it's just like be every girl in a fantasy series ever just lean into this man who you consider very hot and just let him dance with you like jesus christ just dance with the man because that's the only romantic thing edward is ever going to do because he's going to continue to call you heroin drugs and a monkey after this so spider like, monkey see tell me that's not it what does. that looks it like does. <laughs> I like how I'm mm-hmm. currently sitting closer to my camera than I was before, and I don't know. <laughs> I also love how she's just, like, she's confidently walking amongst the branches. Like, I... Yeah, this is a girl who trips walking on a flat surface, I would and she's just like, not cool. for fear of falling. Oh, yeah, I'd have my <laughs> arms and my legs just wrapped around this tree trunk, and we're gonna have to use vampire strength to get me the fuck down. We would break that tree. Also... 
is this CGI or did they actually like paint me like one of your French girls them in a tree? I'm pretty sure it was CGI. It's probably like a they probably like I hope so. Imagine getting airdropped into a tree. <laughs> I do actually really like this song. Wasn't this for Lullaby? The fact that he plays Yeah. It well it's it's a uh is this for Lullaby or is this like an actual like song song? But either way. The fact that Edward plays the piano is one of the only hot things about him. Because <laughs> I genuinely do think that's a hot thing to do. I like how Mike just has the absolute audacity to be like, oh, I don't so like you who you're dating. Yeah, like, so you and Colin are together, huh? Oh, well, I don't like it. And like, well, fuck you, dude. Like, Sorry, you, you don't, don't like that I like someone, not you. Yeah, it's like, you don't happen to... Uh, to know that he's a vampire who might murder me at any moment. You just think he's some dude. Like, get over yourself. You're telling me when it comes to uh, playing baseball, they have to wait till a thunderstorm comes so that the cracking noise doesn't alert people. How loud is it? Just go out in the middle of nowhere. Nobody's <laughs> going to notice. Nobody's going to care. And, I forgot you, they had this song in there. Yeah. If you just owned all of this land, you wouldn't have to worry about people coming out there at any point in time. Right? So just own all of it, and then you could just play baseball whenever you wanted. Of course, I imagine they don't have to worry about not getting to play very often because it's it's, it's not Washington, easy. and there's probably a lot of thunderstorms. <clears throat> Nice kitty. It can't be fair playing with Edward and Alice because Edward can read everyone's thoughts and Alice can see the future. Oh, so. yeah. So one of the most interesting parts about Twilight in general, is their take on vampires. One of the things that they do about them is that with the vampires, according to Stephanie Meyer, when they're turned, they obviously they no longer age physically, but according to her, they no longer age mentally. They are just stuck mentally at whatever age that they're in. Which that can't one, be right because there's no way Rosalie could have moved on from everything she experienced no way, right before she turned. Yeah, there's no way that anybody is able to gain experience and memories and like all of these things and not change. But according to her, there that's one of the reasons her vampires are so immature and like Edward's super mm. weird the way he is because he's 17, but he's always in a 17's mindset kind of a thing, just eternally 17. And one of the reasons they probably make continuously bad choices is the oldest one of them is Carlisle at 23. He's only 23? He's only 23. So, like, that's their mentality all the time. The oldest and, like, wisest of them has okay. the mentality okay. of a 23-year-old. Who's better looking than Edward? I'd rather have Edward. 
that's how much I don't find James any attractive at all. Wow. Um, or Lauren. The Volturi were in their 20s. That's why this is all so fucked, is they were all just in their 20s. This is a bunch of eternal 20-year-olds, eternal teenagers and 20-year-olds. Just Then why do two of the Volturi look like they're fucking 60? Uh, because that was a choice that they made when they did the movies. Okay. In the books, they were turned in their 20s. Just one game. No, fuck off. We don't want to play with you. We don't share well. Oh. The creepy thing that they don't really focus on in this in the moment of the baseball scene, James is staring at directly Bella, at her. But he knows Alice. <clears throat> he knew her when she was a human. But she's she doesn't the, know him. No. But he's the reason that she's a vampire. So it's weird to me that he focuses on Bella, the human, rather and than not the person Alice, that he knows. The yeah. Person that he knows. Yeah. It's like, well, that went well. Now a new vampire pack knows we have a human as around. Oh, also, in line with the how the vampires don't age mentally either, they apparently only find one mate. Like, they only fall in love one time, and that's it. I mean, I get it, because they live such long lives, but, like, what happens when your mate meets an unfortunate end? You're just not gonna find another mate? <laughs> that's why, that's Stephanie Meyer's reasoning for why, um, uh, what's the vampire chick's name? Victoria? Yes. That's why Victoria freaks out so much, is that was her that was her mate. Like she'll never find another love again. That was her eternal one. Is because when a vampire falls in love, he's just because their emotions and their, their mentality do not grow and change. I was gonna say that. it's because they're perpetually like 17. So it's like, mm -hmm. oh no, it's a Romeo and Julia that never ends. It's a vicious cycle. Well, also, because they don't grow in maturity in any kind of way. And if they're just constantly stuck in the same level of maturity, then they don't have the ability and the growth that comes with moving on. True. And like learning from your past relationships and everything. I'm sure it also it's also a nod to divorce. Like when you get married or you mate, you don't divorce because big boo-boo. True. It's entirely possible, yeah. Everything about it is so fucked. Everything about all of these is just like real fucked. I mean, and then if you look at the uh, Volturi, they're just such a messed up group. They have, how old are the twins? Group. Eight? Uh, Jane and what's his face? Hang on. Jane and yeah, Jane's 
super young. Um, Jane, I think, is, I want to say, like, 10, 12. 12. That's okay. one of the reasons. That's one of the reasons that the, the, the baby vampires, the children, when people were turning, like, little kids, that was one mm-hmm. of the reasons they were so dangerous, is even if they live for 100 years, they're always going to have that mentality of, like, a four-year-old. They're never going to be able to control their impulses because guess what? They're children. Yeah, it's not like, um, what is it? But I don't get it because she also mentions when um, Bella gets pregnant. Yeah. She talks about how, like, when you turn, the body stops functioning. Like, the body stops aging as well. And you have to, like, your body has to continue changing and growing when you're pregnant. And I get that, which is why Bella is a human and she can have a, a baby and yeah. Ros- Rosalie can't. But doesn't that kind of mean the same thing for the men? Because like they have to, their bodies have to keep making the baby makers. Like they don't just have like one, like the sperm just have to sit in the fucking ball sack waiting to be e- ejected. Like they fucking grow that. Like, they make new ones all the time. Like women are like we're we're born with a set number of eggs. Yeah. We can't grow more. So that, I guess that makes you wonder like cuz that's with, why like she, with Edward he has a limited number but he has the ones that he had when he was turned then. Does he not jerk it off at all? Like <laughs> do, The question <laughs> is though. No, no, no. The question is can he because that, uh, there's no blood flow through his body. Right. So. <laughs> Can he even get it up? Yeah, because there's no blood flow through his body, which really just means that the sex would just be really bad. <laughs> just real bad. I'm going to tell you that limp dick is not fun. <laughs> I didn't think it would be. It's awkward and squishy. Extremely it's just... cold, either. <laughs> She's been preparing with her metal dildos just to get the cold <laughs> sensation used to. <laughs> Makes one out of ice. <laughs> like, Bella, why is there this weird shaped ice sculpture in the freezer? I don't know. It's a science experiment, Dad. Like it's for school. Alright, we're gonna play it. Let's get this over with. I love how Edward just continues to stand for the fact that they came up with an idea, like this stupid idea to like This is the dumbest idea. Like the idea We're gonna pretend we're having that we're gonna break up, but I'm gonna secretly swoop you out of this town and not tell your dad that you're gonna be going missing. Yeah, like Edward and Bella's plot for getting Bella out of this out of the city. Like she's gonna she she tells her dad what I'm sick of being here and I'm gonna go live with mom in Phoenix. Your mom's not in Phoenix! Your mom fucking left. She purposely tells him the same line that her mother did when she left. Just to hurt him. That is fucking cruel. That's so fucked. Also, why do you know that? 
what kind of shit is your mom saying that like she told you exactly what she told him when he when she left him like that's that's so fucked also wouldn't it just make more sense to go find james and just kill him right now so hard I to be a good so father bad. yeah i feel so bad for charlie uh, he tries charlie so hard is the only redeemable thing about this series yeah honestly you're not wrong charlie is such a good like genuinely good person from start to finish and like he's taken for granted and just steamrolled over at every turn You cold-hearted bitch. You can't just tell him you're going to be feel stuck here. Such a shitty thing to do. I, w I, I was pissed when I read that. I'm like, you cannot do that to your dad. Honestly, like, come on. Or you could have just come up with, like, I'm going to go spend the weekend at Edwards. Yeah, you literally just could have come up with something. Just, I'm going to go spend the weekend at Edwards, and then well, like, that you weekend. You let him stay with, like, Edward, but you could have been like, I'm going to have a sleepover with Alice, I guess. But I'm staying with the Collins time, over the weekend. Like, we're going to go. Like, they're, they're, they're going to take me on this trip with them or something. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, that would have made That would have made so sense. much more sense. Then, hey, um... We're never going to see each other again. I fucking hate you and everything about this town. She has an ability, by the way, Victoria. She has a power like the rest of them do. It's why they can't catch her. That's her ability. Is the, her? She's got like this weird ability to be... Uh... Honestly, kind of just agree with Rosalie on that point. Like, why should... Why should we have to do this? Like, you you should have to deal with this, Edward. Like, come on. Like, you should definitely, like, she should definitely do it because at this point they're all fucking roped into it. But it just never should have gotten to this point. Like, they should have just sent Emmett and Alice. Emmett and Alice to what? Like... With, uh, Track him down, kill him. He should have just fucking just sent Jasper. Like this is a man who like spent a long that time too. training, that too. training newborns. Like yeah, no, he'd be fine. Send all three of them, because yeah. they make a good team. She can see the future. He's brute strength, and Jasper's just pure skill. Honestly, Rosalie will just get in the way because she'll bitch the entire time. Yeah, honestly, what you should really just do is just have Bella tell Rosalie she doesn't like her outfit and then just point Rosalie in the direction of, like, the enemy and just let her lose. She'd be so pissed. Uh, I'm looking at the podcast and it says we're at 10 seconds. <laughs> Did it restart? 
No, mine says uh, 35 minutes and 22 seconds. I could stop it and we can find out. She looks so miserable. Her default setting is resting miserable face. Like, that is the only setting she understands is resting miserable face. I'm sorry, but when I saw the, like, the behind the scenes of, like, how they're recording these, like, running scenes in the forest, fucking, I lost yeah. it. I fucking lost it. running on a treadmill, yeah. I don't understand why they went back to Phoenix? her hometown. Yeah. Like, why did you go back to Phoenix? To you make Charlie anywhere. believe the lie? I don't know, but he, like, I don't know. What is he going to do? Track her cell phone? This is so many shades of fucked up. It is. And the fact that Fifty Shades is a freaking offshoot of this. Yeah, it's Twilight fan fiction. And let me tell you, if you read it, it reads like Twilight fan fiction. I refuse. I had I a friend. I got through the at, first three chapters. No. And it was so bad. At the time, I had a friend who was a fucking obsessed with 50 shades of gray and i'm huh. like i don't understand i really like you are an english you you're in the the master's program for english literature <laughs> at the school here yeah and you are and you're telling me that this is good writing it's definitely not cuz it reads like really bad Twilight fan fiction, which it is what it is. It's like fucking garbage. She had me. She opened up to like some random page and like pointed at like a sentence. She's like, read that. I read it. Just the one sentence and I mm -hmm. physically gagged. I'm like, I can't. I, I, yeah. If I'm having a physical reaction to this story, like to this writing, I can't, I can't do it. Sorry. Like, I didn't even actually get to any of like the supposedly interesting parts. It's just reading the characterization and the lines and knowing that it's a Twilight fan fiction, it is an extraordinarily bad Twilight fan fiction. Like, look, I read a lot of fan fiction. I have read some damn good fan fiction. I've read fan fictions that genuinely just blow the original series out of the water. That is not one of them. Oh, Erin has introduced me to a lot of lovely uh, Kylo Ren and General Hux fan fiction from the new Star Wars. And let me tell you, I'd rather see that movie or read that story over what they already mm -hmm. put out. There are some really, really, really good fan fictions out there, but that was not one of them. And it just, it literally reads like a Twilight fan fiction with no characterization change, no nothing. Like, you could have made some effort once you tried to get it published as your own book of making some kind of changes and things like that, but they just didn't. And, and I love the fact that the entire BDSM community was just like, all of this is wrong. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just like, you probably shouldn't write about BDSM if you don't actually know anything about BDSM. Like, no. It's like, you're just talking, like, you're just writing about a creepy, creepy stalker man who yeah. is also abusive. Like, But hey, that's what the original story is, so... Edward was not abusive, though. He was just creepy, creepy stalker man. I think it depends on which way you categorize abusive. Like I'm, I'm, th I'm thinking Christian physically. Gray was physically abusive. Yeah. yeah, Edward was definitely emotionally abusive. Christian in, Gray is both. He's emotionally, yeah. he's mentally, and yeah, he's mentally, uh, he's emotionally, physically he's physically, abusive. Like he's he's all of it. I love how she shows up with Mace. 
thinking it's gonna bother a vampire. <laughs> if it was maced with holy water, that'd probably be a different story. <laughs> Literally, all she had to do was, was call find a her church. Mom. She had to find a fucking church. Now, all she had to do was call her mom. That too. Like, you just call your mom. Mom, are you okay? Yeah, honey, I'm. Phil and I are having a great time at the at rehearsal game. I'm like, she's like, mm? you're not in Phoenix. Why would yeah. I be in Phoenix, honey? Also, why does this ballet studio have videos of Bella and her mom? Like, that's real fucking weird. This ballet studio just just kept footage from like more than a decade ago of Bella and her mom. Like, if it was a, if it was from like a. Recital, recital? sure, but like, why is it zeroed in on just Bella and her mom? While like Bella's sitting there as a little kid getting ready and like talking to her mom, like, why is this not footage that her mom owns? I think it in the book it is footage her mom owns because uh, yeah, did, James, didn't he get it from her James house or broke something? into their house, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, which really doesn't make sense since they're living in Jacksonville now. Yeah, it's been how long now, and the house is still there? Like, isn't it sold by now? You would think so, or at the very least, you'd think they would have taken their stuff. So, like, in the movie, like, this ballet studio just has weird footage of Bella and her mom. But at least in the book, it makes a little more sense in the fact that, like, James got it from their house. But Look at that! Like, Mace did nothing! Just pissed them off! Goodbye, studio. Get a shit. He should have just let her get turned right then and there when James bit her. Right? Just let her like, get turned and you're, you're so much bullshit. If you just let her get turned right there. And so many problems would have been resolved. Just let her be turned. It's what she wanted anyway. Also, she's dying, so. <laughs> I'm a vampire. Um, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> you guys are going to kill him anyway, so... <laughs> I'm a vampire. Let me be a vampire. Oh, well, you're the one with the right control. Who started the fire? Like, they were both holding... All three of them were holding on to James when that fire started. <laughs> There's secretly magic in here. Yeah. That Meyer does not want you to know about. Look at Jasper, just all happy with, like, burning flesh. <laughs> I feel like it should be possible to suck the venom out. Like if she has minutes left, the van like the venom is coursing through her. There's no way you can suck all of it out. Like if she's that far gone. Yeah, because in in Breaking Dawn it takes several days to do the change. And I guess there's like a point of like no return, but the fact that there's a point of return and they're aware of that means they've done this before or they've just they've taken the venom out of someone what? that has had it before. I remember in Breaking Dawn, like he, like he had like a a big old syringe full of his yeah. venom. Yeah. And he that, like he pierced into her heart, like just before yeah. it took its last beat. Yeah. Yeah, he bit her on I think each ankle and each wrist, and then he injected her in the heart with it. So he. He, and I think the inside of her elbows, if I remember right, everywhere where there was like prominent veins and he injected her or he bit her at each of those junctions to spread the venom faster to save her. I vaguely and even remember that, that. 
Yeah, and then even that took several days for the change to come into play. And then yet in this in Twilight, they're like, there's only minutes. And it's just like, mm-hmm. and that was like it's one little, be a vampire in a couple of minutes. And that was like a quick prick on her wrist. It wasn't like he stood yeah. there sucking on her wrist. Yeah, and it's just kind of like I guess they're talking about like there's a point of no return where you can't suck the venom out. But how do you know that? Have you done this before? Have you sucked the venom out of people before? Like, how many people have you put in this exact situation? How many other people have you stalked, Edward? I I see why she likes clunky pointer finger rings because as Renee has them too. Mm. Honey, you fell down a f- bunch of stairs and you know knocked the bunch out of a window. Yeah. The fact that her mom fell for that. Honestly. She don't need a nurse. She needs a blood transfusion. She needs therapy. <laughs> she also needs therapy. She needs a lot of therapy for her codependency weird issues with this man. Also, is Who has it not, not weird- left her hospital room. Is it not weird to any of the nurses that like a lot of her marks are bite marks like teeth marks in her skin at multiple points but no she fell down a bunch of stairs and through a window yep. that explains the bite marks also charlie is so right to be suspicious of edward <laughs> Jeez. and it only gets weirder and creepier like look they have like her wrist and everything where james was biting her covered and then where Edward bitter so there's two sets of bite marks right there and nobody's concerned about the fact that she's two gaping bite marks but I also one of the things that pisses me off about Edward is he just makes all of the decisions just all of the decisions alpha male asshole yeah alpha male asshole who makes all of the decisions and just treats her like she's a fucking idiot granted he makes decisions and doesn't even ask her for her opinion no there's no discourse about it it's just this is what's happening yeah it makes opinions and decisions about her own life about oh well i want you to do this so i didn't ask you or consult you that's just what i wanted for you to do it's like what's happening now it's like this isn't good for you so i'm leaving yeah it's like but I didn't agree to that. You know, if she's like, you know, if she went, you know what? You're right. This isn't good for me. So bye. Or at least talk to her like an adult, have an adult conversation. Yeah, like she's not an object. She's not a little peon that you can walk, that you can, you know, pawn around. It's, she's a human. She's She's a a person. A full person who has the ability to She's a pathetic excuse of a person, but she's still a person. And, like, she doesn't have the common sense God gave a squirrel, but, (laughs) like, she has the rights to make her own choices and her own, and have her own opinions about what she she wants wants to stay with you and keep getting pummeled into glass windows, that's her choice. It's a bad choice, but it's her right to make. But it's still a fucking choice to make. And like he just he spends four books just making life choices for her and not really caring what she wants or what she wants to do or what she doesn't want to do. And that's just such bullshit. The whole I don't want to get married. But no, I won't sleep with you unless you marry me. It's like you can't hold that over my head. I'm sorry. 
it's just uh, like if if know. your demands are marriage before sex then guess what i'm gonna leave your ass right here and now in, in all honesty if you're gonna make full life decisions for me and not even consult me about them then we have a problem also uh, like fully at some point is just applying to schools for her about what universities he wants her to attend i forgot about that and like doesn't really care that she doesn't want to but like, also, i don't want to go to college i don't want to get married i don't want to do any of these things and it's just like and also at the, at the same time like as he's applying for these colleges and everything for her because he wants her to have distance from him and like get a chance to like grow and grow up okay um i want you to have a normal him. human life i'm dating a fucking vampire what is normal about that well maybe you should take that she should take that as a hint that like He's doing everything in his power to keep you away from him. Maybe at some point you should just consider the fact that you should just stay the fuck away from him. <laughs> he doesn't even respect your boundaries of what school you want to go to, let alone what to do with the rest of your life. Yeah, like this or girl doesn't want to go to school. She doesn't want to go to college and get a degree. Just then let her not do it. <laughs> yeah, like she wants to be a vampire. You want, However, her to, you want her to live a normal human life? She's going to be miserable in the cages that you put her in. Yeah, and it's just like, I hate to break it to you, but just because you're 117 years old doesn't really mean jack shit, so. You know the age-old idiom with, with, uh, was it, with age comes wisdom or something like that? Yeah. No, not age. Experience. Mm. With experience comes wisdom. You're perpetually 17, but that doesn't... Like, it's the most bizarre thing because in logically it just doesn't work as you gain more experiences, you change as a person. But Edward yeah, and, his change, and all vampires apparently don't change at all, like whatsoever. And like maturity wise and otherwise, which just isn't possible so long as you have memories. And I just, it's just the dumbest, weirdest thing. Also, it's really weird that J Jacob just interrupts their prom. It's so weird. But Jacob is so much hotter. Yeah. Like, even with his long hair. I, I just want to run my hands through it. He's a much better choice than Edward. For one thing, he doesn't want to, like, absolutely micromanage your entire life. No. So, like, between the team Edward Also, he runs hot. Like, you live in... You live in a place that it's always raining and it's cold. Wouldn't it be smart to have a walking blanket yeah. on your arm? Also, I like the fact that they have to angle the camera up to make uh, Taylor Lautner look so much shorter, shorter. Than, than Robert Pattinson, and which is not true. Yes. Yeah. Pretty sure she's known the wolves a lot longer than she's known you. True. Well, Casino Monte Carlo. Are we uh, encouraging gambling at a young age? Of course. Who has a Monte Carlo as a theme for their prom? Like, that's a terrible prom theme. Do you guys have a theme for your prom? I wouldn't know. We didn't have a prom. You didn't have a prom? Well, no. We, we had a banquet. You didn't miss anything. Did that have a theme or was it just banquet? No, it was just a banquet where we had a we had two giant king's tables 
Mm-hmm. Um, one kind of tiered, you know, below and above the other. Yeah. And when we had, when we walked in alphabetical order, we had to be escorted by either someone who currently attended our school, sorry, attend our school or had graduated from our school. So alumni or current attendee had to walk us down the red carpet as they introduce us. We have to sit at this fucking king's table, listen to a bunch of speeches. And then there are tables all around the dance floor. Like there are just giant circular tables with all of our family. Why? That no. And it was like I think 120 bucks per, per like per ticket. What? Yeah. It was what? fucking bullshit. It's fucking oh. bullshit. Did you go? Yeah, my I did not want to. And my mom was like, no, you're going. I'm like, I really don't fucking want to go. Yeah. Oh, the finding somebody to escort you for that. Like, I, I, I got my cousin because he graduated in 97. Okay. But it's like, you have, like, I, you, you have people I that are being escorted that, so. by, like, older alumni or, like, their younger siblings that still go there. Everything about that sounds like it sucks. The only good thing about it was that there was an open bar and, like, all of us, like, seniors were, like, looking at our parents, like, can you go get me a drink? An open bar at an event for high schoolers? Gotta entertain the parents somehow. Yeah, that's, yeah, okay. Did the parents have to pay to go, too? Yes, my parents had to pay for their ticket to go to banquet. Holy shit, okay. And my aunt and uncle were there. My other aunt and uncle were there. Their kids were there. And I'm uh, just well, like, I mean, why did y'all Their kids went to money? the school, though, right? Yeah, my cousins see. graduated in 95, 97. Wait, okay, hang on. No, I... Did your aunts and uncles and cousins go to see you at the banquet? Yes. They went to go see... They went to go participate in my banquet. I'm like, Why? No, you're gonna watch question. me you're gonna watch me eat at the stupid table that I'm stuck at. I'm not gonna be dancing much. Most of the time I spent at the table with my mom and dad and my dad just going back and forth and getting me drinks. <laughs> yeah, it's so like I What are you doing go. to this girl? Bite her neck, bite her neck, do it, do it, don't just fucking kiss it. No, 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 we're not done with your banquet here. <laughs> I have questions. I have several questions. Why do your relatives want to go to this? It would be like asking my parents if I wanted if they wanted to go see me at my prom. I feel like that's really weird to like go watch your kid awkwardly dance with other kids. It just feels like, and to spend $120 to do it. I could watch my child awkwardly dance for free <laughs> every day at home. And it's just like, why would I want to pay money to watch them do that? But with like, in an awkward way where they know their parents are watching. Also, in some ways it does sound better than a prom though. I will give it that because at least for one thing, there's there, there was food, right? There was food. Okay. <laughs> my prom didn't do that. There was no food at prom. Like, there was no nothing at prom. But, like, so at the very least, you got food out of it. I don't like the fact that you're required to have an escort. Like, you're required to have an escort. Because that would have that would have been my 
moment of like, I, yeah, I can't. I and again, it's that. not just anybody. It has to be an yeah, alumnus current, yeah. or a current That's so attendee. Weird. Yeah. Enrollee, whatever. I don't really know what I would do with that, to be Does honest. Does no one realize that fucking Victoria is at this prom? Like, you have four I mean, vampires Edward at least. Just, Sorry. Edward can read minds, so like, he should I do not know she's me. there. Honestly, but uh, I'm sorry. I don't. That's weird. No, that. I mean, it's not like it's. It's certainly not the weirdest thing I've ever heard happening from like a prom esque thing, but I don't. I think it's odd in a way that like so many people wanted to go pay money to watch their kid or the relative to dance awkwardly with other teenagers. I would not pay any money to watch teenagers do pretty much anything. So let alone awkwardly dance in a dance floor. And the reason they canceled prom, they canceled prom after class of 04 at my school. Because the senior class of 04 showed up to the prom hall Mm -hmm. plastered. Just upturned chairs, tables, puking everywhere. Wow. So they called the school and said, you guys aren't allowed here anymore again. So they decided to punish the rest of the the future graduating classes without any prom. And say, we're going to have a banquet where we can control what's happening. That's that's genuinely crazy, though. Like, one class is a piece of shit and it ruins it for For the rest of us. Every future graduating class. That's, That's such bullshit. Like, we had prom at my school and for a very long time I didn't really want to go and I didn't really want to go even though I did go I didn't really want to and the biggest part that I hated was the prom dress shopping Mm. part and didn't didn't like it didn't want to do it didn't really want to wear a dress because I'm just not a dress person at all and uh, we got my dress at David's bridal for like 250 and I was just I was cringing I'm like I don't feel comfortable spending this much money on a dress that I'm only going to wear once to an event that I don't want to go to. We definitely didn't spend that kind of money on my dress. I think maybe, maybe I spent $50 on it. And um, my dress is very pretty. I don't like it. I didn't really like it then, but it was pretty much, I had gotten to the point where it was like the weekend before prom and I didn't really have any choices left. And um it's a lilac color i am very pale it does not look good with somebody who's as pale as i am it's also like i it's very pretty to look at it does not suit me in any capacity that's fair i I really kind of the dress the way it's shaped like it's just not it does not fit me as a person and i didn't like the color i didn't like most of the things about it but i didn't really have any choices left to choose from at that point because I had kind of like I hate clothes shopping and I really hated it as a teenager because I hated everything about the way I looked and it just made me really unhappy every time I'd go and put clothes on because I I still don't like going clothes shopping because nothing ever fits and it never fits the way you want to and then I hate like I hate like trying things on and looking in the mirror and then Eventually, you just get pissed off. And well, yeah, because, like, like I'll go to different things. stores, and, like, different stores will have, like, a different cut for different things. So, like, yeah. an extra large here is, like, g- is going to fit, like, a medium in a different store. And I'm like, this is fucking yeah. bullshit. 
And like as a teenager, it really upset me. Like a yeah. lot. Like anymore, like I I just like I know my limit. And I try I don't usually try things on anymore. Like I just like I'll, I'll like when I start sweating. When I start yeah. sweating in a fitting room, you that's when you know that I've reached my limit. I'm just gonna fucking walk yeah. out. Like, no, I'm done. Well, I I get I get really, really, really pissed and it just mm-hmm. makes me really yeah. and then it makes me really sad. And I kind of kept getting to that point when I was dress shopping and because nothing that I I liked actually looked any good on me in my own opinion and I hated it and I just kind of got to a point where I had to choose a dress and it was one of like two options and the other one just didn't fit quite right so I chose this dress and uh I went to prom and my best friend my Lynn um she graduated the year before I did and she went to prom she did not have a good time and uh when she went to to prom and she didn't have a good time for external reasons that had to do with other people at prom and not her um but it's like i don't want to go at all yeah and uh, well i i was like okay i don't really want to go to prom but at the same time like i didn't want to miss out on like this i didn't want to grow up and wish i had gone right right I didn't want to miss out on like this pivotal like life moment mm-hmm. and I'm just like, well, okay, I'll go because it wasn't going to cost me anything to go besides buying the dress. And I'm like, okay, I'll go. And so I decided to spend like the $10 to buy an additional ticket. Cause if you wanted to like bring a date or whatever, mm-hmm. who wasn't in your graduating class, $10 versus 120. <laughs> yeah, honestly, that's why I was just like $120. Holy shit. So I took her so that she would actually have a good prom experience because Aww. her prom had, had sucked. So I, I was like, well, why don't you and I just, we'll go. That way you have a good prom memories. And, and I'm I not don't miserable. Absolutely, yeah, and like, I don't ha- absolutely hate everything about this. And uh, so we went and like, it wasn't bad. Um, it wasn't great. It was like the theme I think was Arabian Nights. It was not decorated for that whatsoever it had Arabian Nights sculpture. in Houston Texas yeah the only like Arabian Nights themed thing was an ice sculpture that they had that looked like a like it really just looked like almost an exact ice replica of like Disney's Aladdin's palace oh but like in two dimensions so it was just like a flat thing of ice with like it carved into the front that's yeah that was the only decoration themed thing and then like there was this very large room you could go into because it was at a hotel which just seems like a bad idea to bring a bunch of potentially teenagers to a hotel i have a story about that okay hang on just a second but so we we went and the only interesting thing that happened is that we ran into somebody i had a class with and who had been a part of a story I had told my friend and I didn't remember telling her this story, but she knew who this person was the second we met her. I had told her the story of how I had been in the floral design class because uh, I took floral design for three years um, uh, at my school. And at one point in one of these classes and this chick is sitting there at the same table I am and she has a banana and she decides while she's talking to this other girl, because she's talking about a date that she had, and she's demonstrating what she did. She's demonstrating her fellatio on her date via banana? Yes. 
in the middle of class. And I remember thinking to myself, our teacher is five feet from you. And you're just how to spot really the, just how to spot the class slut. Yeah, and like you're really just <laughs> you're, this banana in your mouth are involved, but not in a way that requires any nutritional value. <laughs> I mean, place, right? and I had told my friend this, like this had happened like at least six months beforehand, and the second. We ran into this chick and like she introduced herself. My friend knew exactly who this was. My <laughs> Lynn just go, banana girl. Yeah, as soon as we walked away, she just like she grabbed my arm and she's just like, Is that the chick who in your class with the banana? And I just lost it because I did not realize she remembered that. <laughs> and that she would recognize that as who that was. That's awesome. And yeah, so that was the only interesting thing that happened at Prague because uh, it was not it wasn't really all that fun like it happened and like okay I can say I went to prom and like there was nothing magical or exciting or movie-esque about it it's just we went there was an ice sculpture and there was a banana girl and like that's the whole experience of prom and yeah, like, it's just yeah I talked about my lack of prom but banquet instead now I it's not my full story to tell but i know bits and pieces that i remember from aaron's prom that she told me about yeah they had the prom they hosted it at the california science center it sounds wiser to do that than to do a prom at a hotel no the, the prom want... at a hotel makes sense so that's what i'm used to here like all the hotels that they would yeah have a, a... but like logically i feel like getting teenagers who are potentially drunk in a place they can rent hotel rooms in seems like a bad idea but then again you have to take into consideration that my high school had so many teen pregnancies they had their own daycare for students children wow yes that's so okay yeah, yeah so no. like not a lot of wise choices happening here anyway <laughs> so, you know well yeah this is the california science center so like it's it's a tri-level building. The first level is mostly like the gift shop and like the quick eateries like McDonald's and this and whatever, right? Yeah. The second level is where like, you know, you get, you get to the escalator, you show them your ticket or like it's free, honestly. So you go up to the second level and you enjoy. It's like a really big touch museum. So like there's always kids like during the day just touching everything. Ooh. Snot and gross and just gross. Blah. Oh. And then, like, on the third level, there's, like, some auditoriums and whatnot where you'll have, like, special exhibits. Like, I saw the Pompeii exhibit there. You can get, like, you can pay, uh, like, a dollar to go see the Endeavor. Yeah. You can pay, like, 15 bucks to go see one of their IMAX movies. Stuff like that. The funny thing that I remember about this prom is that... <laughs> so, it was, they were holding it at the second level. So, I had to go up the escalators... To get to the level where the prom is being held. For whatever reason, like Erin had left her shoes upstairs okay. and gotten down the escalator, and then she wanted to go back up and get her shoes. And they wouldn't let her, like, you need to have shoes to go up the escalator. It's like, but my shoes are up there. <laughs> okay. Like, well, you, you can't go up there without shoes. She's like, but my shoes are up there. I'm gonna go up there to get my shoes. <laughs> they wouldn't fucking okay. let her go upstairs to get her shoes. It's like, okay, so you're gonna go get my shoes. Like, come on. <laughs> 
Like, that's all I remember. That is so bizarre. It's all I took away. I'm sure she told me so much more, but like all I took away was we won't let you get your shoes. They're holding your shoes hostage. (laughs) Is what's happening. That's so weird. That's so weird. That is so weird. (laughs) Okay. Proms just don't make any sense. Like they never have. Like they they just never have. Like Edward and Bella's prom is gambling themed. Mine was at a hotel themed with Arabian Nights and did no decorating. You had a banquet people had to pay $120 for. Aaron's was at a science center. And Aaron went to a science center where they held her shoes hostage. <laughs> so it, that's all of that combined is the American experience of proms in all honesty. Or at least high school. In just one fell swoop, that is high school. Like, people made a big deal about, like, the winter formals that we would have at school. They would show up to... You guys had winter formals? We did Texas doesn't have winter, though, so... We really don't either. But, yeah, they would, they, like... We would have a spring formal, but, like, winter formal was, like, the big, big deal. Yeah. And, like, people would show up with fucking party buses. And I'm like, bro, Why? People did that for homecoming. I remember that. I never we we didn't have homecoming because our big like we didn't have a football team. Like, yeah. We didn't have a football field. Our sports were soccer, basketball, and volleyball. So our homecoming mm-hmm. parties or whatever was for volleyball. <laughs> okay. I, yeah, I would look I around know. and be like, I don't fucking get what's going on. But you know the funniest thing? So as seniors, we're, we have a prank day, right? Yeah. Prank day, ditch day, all that stuff. We decided to combine our prank and ditch day. So we're going to come early in the morning, prank the school, go to our, and then ditch, right? Okay. Uh, well, we, most of us decided we're going to stay for the first period and then ditch because we're like, well, we have AP calculus this year. And we really don't want to miss out on a, on a review, on a review day. Yeah. So we're going to play mostly smart. We got to the school, did the prank, left before school even started. But then all we all ended up having to go back to class, like the school, because the dean and the principal they were all fucking pissed. They were yelling at us and blah blah blah. They threatened to take away our grad night (laughs) if we didn't if we didn't participate in the like the yearly school festival. I guess you want to call it. Okay. And it's like, no, if you are, it's like, you have to take part in this festival or we're taking, like, we're getting rid of grad night. Everyone's like, you can't get rid of grad night over this stupid prank. Like, you just fucking can't. Like, there were, there, there was senior a year. Prank is a, like, it's just a thing. Like, like come there on. Was, you... There was a senior year long before us who put yeah. sugar, sugar in the air conditioning vents and in people, and in like the teacher's cars. Like, you're not going like, to all we do is just not show up and, and... you're going to punish us for putting balloons in the hallway. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I think all high school staff are just crazy. So they're just and... like, so we ended up getting coerced into this, to doing this stupid festival and our skit, the seniors who were punished, who took part, our senior theme was, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. That is that a war crime? 
sounds like a war. I mean, thankfully, we didn't have to sing. How do you have high school but musical without music? Music, yes, but we didn't have to sing. We just had a lot of dancing. Like, they brought in, like, a professional dancer to, like, teach us moves for certain dances. And I'm just what? like, why? What? The first, like, the opening, the opening scene was all of us in supposedly, you know, in Armenia the summer before senior senior year starts. So we're reminiscing, you know, and, like, doing our, like, our dances and everything in Armenia and, like, stuff like that, right? Our cultural stuff. And then the next scene is all of us back at school and we're applying for colleges and we're going fucking crazy. And it cuts to the song, You Drive Me Crazy by Britney Spears. There was another scene where we were, I don't know what, how it ended in this one, but there was another scene where we were doing Hammer Time. There was another scene where we had, where we were dancing to um, No Sleep Till Brooklyn. Why, I don't know. And then I remember ending. We ended the show with like a Jennifer Lopez song. And we're all like in our black dresses and like just dancing all over the fucking t- stage. And I'm like, and my dad's in the front like recording. I'm like, I'm going to burn this as soon as we get home. I hope you know that. Your high school experience was very different from mine. <laughs> oh, very. Very. On many levels. Um... <laughs> No force <laughs> on this earth would have gotten me on a stage. No force on a stage to dance. In front of a full auditorium. You could have killed me and I would have been like, yeah, let's do that. <laughs> I would rather do that. I would rather fight a pack of bears <laughs> oh it was legit, it was jlo's let's get loud it was that song i would rather fight a pack of bears with my bare hands than do any of the things you <laughs> just described <laughs> absolutely not not oh, ever or for any reason whatsoever absolutely not and with my like my dad's big old goofy smile up in the front row with the camera up to his eye taking like dad i really hope you know i'm gonna smash that tape and set it on w- fire i would have in this situation and they would have told me like you have to do this and you have to go and you have to dance i would have gone home <laughs> told my mother like hey this is what they want and then I would have just unleashed my mother onto the school. <laughs> and I guarantee you I would not have had to dance. There would see, have been no dancing. See, when I told my mom about this, she's like, oh, that'll be so much fun. You should do it. I'm like, mom, no. No. Please I, don't. Don't make me. When it comes to, especially to things like that, my mom and I are on a very similar wavelengths. And I would have just been like, mom, they want me to dance in front of an auditorium. Oh, no, she's my mom. Like, no my mom is such my mom is such an extrovert and like social butterfly that she will she loves doing shit like that and i'm just the i don't want to be in the spotlight yeah i don't want to be up doing things people can see me like i I don't like it i don't like talking in class like answering questions don't don't single me out yeah exactly like Like, my mom is a much more social person than i am but she's aware of the fact that that would be awful 
on any level, like social or not. When I had to have my piano recitals, oh my god, was I pissing my pants every single time? Like I would, like, because it was all like the younger kids up going up front at you know at first, so like five, six, seven year olds, and like I'm up in the back rows with like the older kids, and I'm like just counting the names, watching the kids do their stupid little songs. I'm like, it's almost my turn. It's almost my turn. And I'm like, and I'm just shaking. Yeah. Just fucking, my entire body is just shivering. I'm like, I can't stop shaking. And that's my turn. I have to go up there by myself and play this song. I'm like, I'm yeah. gonna fuck up. I'm gonna fuck up. Two things. One, I didn't know you used to play the piano because me too. Really? I didn't know that. Yeah. I used to do recitals too. And I had the exact same experience you did. Because like the one time, had, yeah. the one time I didn't have that big of an issue was the, the year that I did a duet with my teacher. Okay. And I wasn't scared. I, I was scared, but not as scared was because I wasn't the only one up there. Yeah. Yeah. We did, we would do it and they would give us like a program. So you knew where you were on the list based on mm-hmm. the program. We'd follow it. And like you're waiting and you're waiting and you're waiting and getting up there was so nerve wracking. And the very first time I did it, I was, I was little, I was seven, I think. No, no, and mine was I think ten, nine or ten. Yeah, I think I did it ages seven, eight, and nine, if I remember. Oh yeah, I did it from like ten to sixteen, or like nine to sixteen. But I swear, as soon as I got my car, I'm like, <laughs> I'm not taking myself to piano. That's, yeah, all right. That's genuinely <laughs> accurate. Like, not happening. Right? Nope, I'm not taking myself willingly to piano lessons. Like, no, I'm done with recitals. Yeah, I get that. I I did it for three, three-ish years, and our recitals, I don't know how, how big your recitals were. 25 like, kids? Like, ranging from, um, like, 5 to, like, 16? We... Uh, our recitals were in front of like 200 people. <laughs> oh, I'm t- 25 like people that are going to be reciting. Um, the like the people like, audience wise, I want to say no more than 100. Yeah, we we had a it was um, through this like music teaching company for uh, Las Vegas, and it was kind of like they had like a, a yearly recital thing. And it just gathered like all of the kids in the city that were doing it uh, through their company. And he just, he had this large recital and it was me and people of like varying ages and everything like that. And it was, it was probably about 200 people with just a ridiculous amount of kids. I remember that. Wait, wait, you want to know where one of my very first recitals was? Where? In the mall. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. <laughs> and it was no, they, they did they were nice enough to give us like a hall like a, a normal recital like almost like every almost every recital was in like a, a music classroom that was like at a college so it was usually at la's valley college usually yeah. it was there yeah but i remember one of the first times because we would have two recitals a year the winter one and the summer one yeah this was a winter one i think it was like within my first it was within my first two years. So probably the first year I was there, my first recital was in, was at the piano in the middle of the mall. I'm so sorry for you and your trauma. That is and I think horrifying. the song I, I had learned to play was... It wasn't Rudolph. 
Was it Rudolph? I, I don't even remember, but it was a Christmas jingle. And I'm just like, everybody in the mall is stopping to listen to us kids play. Yep. It's like, I don't know you. Please go away. And it's reverberating off the stones in the mall. Like, At least ours <laughs> was like in an actual music hall for like musical performances and stuff like that with like a stage and everything. Not a mall. <laughs> absolutely not that is horrifying and i am so sorry you had to deal with that but we did just learn something about each other because i didn't know you used to play the piano yeah yeah that's actually really cool that was god i remember that day i uh tried to learn relearn how to do it when i was doing my associate's degree you know you have to take like certain classes so i thought mm -hmm. oh i'll take introductory to piano because they were supposed to teach you how to start from the beginning but there wasn't enough kids so they put it with the upper level piano classes <laughs> so there's three beginners and like like six people who absolutely know what they're doing and it is the only class i have ever withdrawn from after i've started it the only class yeah. i ever withdrew from was calc 2. well to be fair I never would have made it to Calc 1, so I consider that impressive. <laughs> like, AP Calc senior year was a fucking disaster. Because so I remember I, I, I was out sick for, like, a day. Just one yeah. day. And I came back, and I'm like, what the fuck did we cover? Yeah. Like, I'm already, like, I'm now officially fucked. Because everything after this, I'm like, I, I don't I don't get it. Because I'm, I'm, you lost me here. Yeah. So, I never had to take calculus. My mom always wanted me to be in some on like I was always good at math, so she made sure I was in honors math throughout school. Mm -hmm. So I took AP Calc was for honors math for senior year, and I got into into my school as an engineering major. So one of my classes had to be Calc two. Yeah. Just to, and I remember the first day in class, teacher walks in, mop of red hair, does not look at the class once. His in, his entire focus is on the chalkboard. And he's writing down all these different equations. And as he's talking to us, he's just going, we're going to go over everything you learned in Calc 1 in the first two weeks. And then we're moving on to Calc 2. And I'm just like, I'm out. I don't remember anything from Calc 1. That sounds awful. So I'm out. <laughs> yeah. That sounds awful. Like, just no. First of all always very impressed in that people are good at math on any level because i i need a calculator to add <laughs> so like, like my math skills have gone down the drain i was well, yeah, so good at it until i until i found what books yeah i mean if it's not something you practice all the time then it's bound to be a skill that gets rusty but like i i oh oh math is my my nemesis and it always has been and i hate it it doesn't make any sense to me on like, any level you can sit me down and talk to me about algebra and i fucking love it algebra was my shit not geometry or trig or whatever algebra but you teach me physics and my brain checks out goes like i don't fucking get it so you're good at math your brain checks out at physics. Mm -hmm. My brain doesn't compute either of those things <laughs> on any level. Um, the three things my brain does not commute, it, compute is apparently, well, words. <laughs> <laughs> but is math, uh, physics, and just 
eh, language. Yeah. I'm really bad at learning languages, and I put so much time and effort into it. I know it, you. You have spent so much time learning. Languages. I have taken so many years worth of language classes, and they just don't stick. And it makes me so mad because I want to speak different languages so bad, and it just doesn't. It just doesn't click, and it just never has. And, and here I am. It. Give me a couple weeks, and I, I'll pick something up. You and Mylin are the exact same way in that, because she's amazing at math and physics and languages. This girl speaks so many languages. Okay, and... I, I, you can't compare me to Mylin. Mylin's a fucking freak, and I love her for it. <laughs> she's, a, she's an actual genius. So, like... I, I don't compare my academic skills in, in those categories to her whatsoever. But at the same time, like, I d I'm always impressed people have those skills because they're just not things that compute for me whatsoever. And they never have. And I just, I would love so much for one of them to click, preferably the languages, any language at this point. But I'm not even sure how I know English, really. <laughs> just... We barely speak English. Oh, like, that's... Oh, I speak yeah. two and a half languages. What's the half? Turkish. Okay. Like, my family can speak for the most part, and I can yeah. watch shows with my mom. Mm -hmm. And like when my, when my family speaks about something, I can mostly follow along. I can kind yeah. of follow along with the TV shows. But you ask me to, like, respond, I can't. I yeah. fucking clam up. But no. I had such an easy time in French, it's ridiculous. Like, I was one of the older kids in the French class, because everyone was, like, yeah. like, a sophomore or freshman. And it was the funniest thing, because, like, my teacher in college, like, he noticed that I'm, like, the only one paying attention. And the yeah. only one actually, like, getting it. Yeah. So when he would perform his lectures he wouldn't look at anybody but me like i'm the <laughs> only person in this class that he's teaching because i'm just like i'm the only person that's getting it yeah oh i remember having like being in language classes and there's always that one person who's definitely getting it better than everybody else <laughs> that's the person the professor talks to and like communicates with it's just like because the rest of us were idiots <laughs> just like, like no like everyone's laughing snoring no one's fucking paying attention except for me going uh-huh uh-huh and i'm and he's saying like you know he's thinking of different words i'm like i know that word i know that word that word's in my language too i know that word i know that word i know that like i was <laughs> going that's a french word i thought that was an armenian word i thought that was a turkish word no it's french i have spent so long trying to learn language <laughs> How many years? Like three years of French, two years of Italian, a year of Japanese, several years of Spanish. I'm lucky I speak English. <laughs> <laughs> I have been trying to teach myself Japanese for years. Like at one point, Same. for a good couple months, I was getting the hang of it. Like I was, I, I was on my. Uh, duolingo i was like writing out the alphabet for like the different sounds and the different words and stuff like that yeah. so i'm like I'm, I'm, I'm like i'm picking it up i can like recognize it and then i stopped and i'm like i don't fucking know anymore yeah i've, I've put a decent, yeah i've put a decent amount of effort into like duolingo and japanese but i've just never reached a moment where any of it really clicks 
And it's just like, if I don't do it every single day, like I will forget yeah. it. If I don't do it every day, I want to forget. Like, like I could miss like two days and I'll come back and I'll be like, what? Like, and uh, blank slate. It's, it's so annoying because I want to learn so bad and it just never. I know. It, it just doesn't compute in my head. But the same thing with math, like it just doesn't make any sense to me. But the people who are good at math and physics and languages are the same people. Like, this, the person who's good at math is the person who's good at languages, and the person who's good at languages is the one who's good at math. And there's a very strict divide between people. There's the ones who are good at math, and then there's the ones who are not, and I am definitely not. I'm no longer. Like, my mom will be like, she'll talk to me about, like, the different sales and whatnot going on, what she can save here, and then I just look at her like, I, uh, you're speaking a different language to me. <laughs> like, I, I don't get it. Yeah. Well, the fact that you ever did put you leagues ahead of me in terms of math, because I, nope, hate math, hate it. But that one of the best things for me was the fact that when I was finishing the bachelor's degree, I never have to take another math course again. You're going to hate me. I haven't taken a math course since I graduated high school. Little, yeah. I I had to (laughs) test into math for my associate's degree like they made you test into everything <coughs> and to just take standard college math i did i did take the uh i, I did do the the testing for yeah. you know math 101 or english and english you know i did yeah. i did them both and i'm just like i didn't have to do the math one because okay i took it because i wasn't sure what my ap score was gonna be yeah but because i passed my ap that means i opted i was able to opt out of like basic like math 101 yeah so i'm just like cool (laughs) because i was was an english major i had no math classes ever well yeah and like i i well originally i was going for an associate's of science degree rather than an associate of arts degree and so i was required to have like two or three maths and you had to test into like the basic level Mm -hmm. and i had to take that test so many times just to get into basic college level math just so i could take more math and let me tell you it is either you got it was scored on a base of 350. you either got 350 or you had to take remedial math oh my god and so you had to have a, a pretty much a perfect score or you had to take remedial math. How many and- remedial math classes, like levels, did you guys have at your school? Because at my school, like at, at my college, Are we talking high, high school or college? College. Because at my college, there were so many dumb people that they created two remedial math classes. You had to take remedial one, then remedial two, and then 101. Oh, we had way more than two. Okay. So I'm we just looking way- at people, I'm like, you really are that stupid? Like, how low are your standards that you have to create classes? Well, it was because, like, it was the community college. It was, like, math 3, I think it was 304, 306, 308, 310. (laughs) Then you get into college math. Oh, my God. Yeah. Well, the thing about it is, is the community college Lone Star caters to the very large area of, like, the surrounding Houston area. But it, it has a significant number of people, older people, who go. Okay. okay. So, like, people who are starting 
and they haven't been to college in more than like 15 years okay, 20 years, okay. I, I get that so like they you have to start them at a lower at a lower point so we had quite a few and i took one and then i'm and then i think i took 308 and then i had to and i'm like i don't want to take 310 i just want to get into college level math and so i kept taking the test over and over you had to get a perfect score and eventually i did get it and but i think i took it like four or five times Jeez. you need to pay for it to take it Ugh. and yeah and then i then i proceeded to take college level math i think three times to pass it oh, come and on. one of them i was on i was getting there and i thought i might pass it but then i had literally the worst experience i've ever had with a professor before and uh i hated this woman with every fiber of my being so very obviously my name is misty her name is Mindy, and it is literally the way she spells it is like two letters different than mine. And when we sit in this classroom, like her desk obviously faces the rest of the room. My desk is literally facing her. <laughs> cool. Now we will do an outro. <clears throat> so. Well, that was a ride. <sighs> that was a shit show. Okay. I'm just glad we actually managed to watch the whole thing this time without the recording fucking up again. <laughs> because I don't want to do this again. True. So Very true. I don't want to repeat. This movie, it wasn't good the first time when I watched it when it was new. And I watched it like in theaters and all that. It has not aged well. And that not is saying something... Like, the more you watch it, the more you understand how fucked up Bella and Edward are. They're perfect for each other because they're absolutely insane together. But because he's a creepy, creepy stalker man. And, and she's a saltine she, of a cracker. And yeah, she's like a saltine of a human being. But at the same time, like, he's crazy and manipulative. And there's like some Stockholm syndrome shit going on here. 100% manipulative. Just but gaslighting she, left and right. Oh, yeah. But she's just as wild in all honesty but in different ways like she for one thing as we move into new moon which will be the next episode her treatment of jacob is very manipulative and she's absolutely crazy just from the word go like she's willing for one thing she wants to be turned into a vampire asap so bad she has not so known bad. this man for very long but she is willing to drop her humanity at the drop of a hat she understands that this means she won't be able to see her friends, her family, anybody ever again. She's going to want to murder people. And she's just like, let's go. I'm 100%. I don't even need to think about it. Let's do this. For one thing, at the age of 17, you should not be making life choices that are going to impact you for centuries. Like, granted, 17, 18, people make you decide what career you want so you can go to college. As everybody's aware, that's a bad idea. So to deciding the next several hundred years while you're 17 doesn't sound like a better idea. <laughs> that sounds like a really fucking stupid idea. For the love of God, you shouldn't be allowed to become a vampire until you're at least 25. Maybe. Preferably closer to 30 so you at least have some common fucking sense on your shoulders. Because imagine going through, because you know when like people move out of, of their, like, their house and they go to college for the first time, how fucking wild freshmen are. Just yes, how wild very they are. wild. 
Now make that person an immortal vampire with super strength and a lust for human blood. <laughs> no, the same person who wants to go to frat parties shouldn't be given immortal abilities to drink <laughs> the blood of all of that friends. The and, and according to Meyer, according to Meyer, that they will never outgrow yes. that personality, that emotional never, stage. Yeah, they, that's the weirdest part of like Meyer's whole world is that, according to her, they never move past the mentality of when they were changed. So Edward is fucking crazy because he's eternally 17 and stuck in a 17-year-old's mindset. Bella is a curse of humanity because she will never grow out of this weird fucking stage she's in. But none of them will ever grow. And that explains so much about why the Cullens are so fucked. Because the oldest one is Carlisle and he's like 23. Like, all of them are in frat boy stages of their life. <laughs> All of them are in, like, sorority party stages of their life. That. They gave that mortal ability to, just to a bunch of frat-aged people. And, like, the worst part is, is the one who looks like he should be a frat boy is Emmett. He's probably one of the chillest people there. Yeah. Emmett, like, looks, Emmett looks like he can, you know, he belongs in a fraternity. Yeah, he, know. you know, drinking, you know, ke doing keg stands every night, partying, this, that, but... He's like the chillest. Yeah, and like Rosalie, who's also got her control down, looks like she should be in a sorority as like the queen bitch of a yes. sorority. She would be running the sorority house a hundred percent. And like Alice was in a mental hospital before this. And all they, Alice knows is being a vampire. She doesn't remember being human, which just makes her dangerous in a different way. Because she treats On top of like, her as, powers. Yeah, and like as we go through the like the books and the movies, she treats Bella a lot like a doll. Like a doll to dress up and a doll to like like pick her outfits and do her hair and like paint her nails and everything. Because she just sees her Does like a it doll. Know. Doesn't know how to yeah. interact with humans. And All her other like, interactions are vampires. Yeah, and it's just, just like, she just treats her like a doll because that's what she thinks she is. She's like a doll, living doll. I'm like, that's really creepy. The two people in this whole family that make the most fucking sense and have the most common sense are Emmett and Jasper. Jasper at least has, like, experience with life. Like, he was a soldier yes. before that. Like, and, like, before he was changed. He has life experiences. Just in general, like, as a person. And then he had a lot of life experiences, which did seem to actually change him, of dealing with the Southern Wars, of, like, the vampire Southern Wars. And in it is just a mature person. Just, like, he's, he's playful and everything, like you would expect somebody who looks his age to be. But, Emmett is just my life. Like, yeah, like, like Jasper and Emmett I, I stay are the in my lane, you stay in your lane, we're good. Like, they're the most mature of the two, because Jasper is a, a realist as a person. Mm -hmm. Like, they're going to murder us, or we're going to murder them. Like, defend yourself kind of a person. And right. Emmett's just like a solid human being. Well, not a human being, he's a vampire, but he's just like a solid person. And unfortunately... Fortunately, everybody else here has the common sense of wildlife. <laughs> Emmett reminds me of Gimli. Okay, I can say that. Just his his personality is more like he's got that wolfish little grin. Was like party time, chopping heads off. Yeah, yeah. And like, and I like Emmett because he's down for like whatever needs doing, but he also has just common sense. You know, him and Jasper are the only two sense. people in this family with fucking common. Well, no, Rosalie. I will give her credit. She is. The common sense baseline of this family. Because right off the bat, she doesn't like Bella 
for, for like her own personal reasons, but for the worry of the Volturi showing up and just slaughtering them all. Like, the three of them should really just break off and go <laughs> do their own life somewhere because holy shit. And I feel bad for Jasper because like his like whole deal is feeling emotions and everything. One of those emotions is hunger. So he his self-control is so much harder for him because he has to deal with his own hunger. But on top of everybody else's. On top of everybody else's. So like I have to feel for him because it's just you have to have self-control like five times greater than everybody else. And they, they dog on him for not having good self-control. Well, I'm pretty sure if you just left him alone and weren't near him, he would be fine. Right? But he has to deal with your shit too because you can't get your shit under control. So it's just like, okay. But this movie has been a wild ride from start to finish. I don't know if I can say the next one's going to be better, but it'll be different because at least it's the wolves and we both love the wolves. So I do like the furry wolves. Probably shouldn't say furries like that. Like you like the furries. I don't like the furries. <laughs> the furries, those people. I'll cut this out. Arr, 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 I don't. Uh, <laughs> I will cut it out. I swear to you, I'll cut that out. They, yeah, they, they're you weird. You like the wolves. You like the wolves. You did. You learned a new wolf term today, as judging by the Instagram post about not. <laughs> the fuck was that? that is see, I had to Google it. I'm like, what the fuck is nodding? I'm like, I, ah. I Googled it because I didn't understand because they never actually, that clip is hard to understand because they don't actually say what the hell they're talking about. And I had to go and like read the description and it says the word nodding. And I'm like, what? I didn't have any context for what the hell they were talking about. So I Googled it. And I all was like, I did oh. was I, I Googled, I put nodding and it said urban dictionary. I'm like this, I know this is what it's, what I'm looking for. Yeah. And I'm just went, uh... I saw the word fan fiction in on here. I'm like, oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. That is such a popular trope. At the moment. Like the, um, the Alpha, Beta, Omega trope is super popular right now. And what I get what the Alpha is. What the fuck is the Beta? What's the Omega? Okay. So in like the wolf world um, and in like the AU, there's the Alpha Wolf, the dominant one. Right. And I'm like, eh. The beta is the average person. That is the average baseline. An alpha has all of the alpha instincts. He's got the protective. He's got like the dominant. He like you know, and he's it's more like of an aggressive kind of a thing. I know like, the alpha. Yeah. Yeah, and it's just like, but with it comes certain abilities. The, mm -hmm. the nodding is one of them. Um, and so like that's like the aggressive dominant kind of a person and personnel. A beta is like average baseline of a person. So okay. like the average everyday person, there's nothing really special about them. Like in like the the wolf settings and everything like that, they don't have the alpha dominance, but they don't have the omega submissive. They're just your average normal person, okay. which usually makes up the majority of a population. It's just okay. your average person. Um, if we're gonna use example, Emmett, just his overall lifestyle and the way he is, would be an alpha, and like a beta would be more like Edward, average in every way. Yeah. Possible. So and would it be a, a beta? Yeah. So and then there's the omega, which is the polar opposite of the alpha. And usually it's an alpha and omega as a couple. 
you can really? do other, yeah, you can do other alternates like alpha and beta, omega and beta, like whatever you want to do. That's fine. Um, a lot of universes in the fan fiction, especially, won't even include beta. You're just one or the other. You're alpha or you're, so... alpha, you're an omega. The omega is the submissive. And like I say submissive because you don't necessarily have to be submissive, but it is considered, it's a lot like the role of like man and woman. Mm. It's like the macho dude and like the woman who kind of needs rescuing. And the Omega tr as a as an idea is very complex in, in a lot of different ways. One of which is they're the only ones who can have kids in these worlds. Like like betas usually can't have them and alphas can't have them. Omegas are the only ones who can carry kids. Doesn't matter whether you're a chick or a dude, you just you're the only one who can carry a kid. Bella's an omega. Yes. And so stereotypically in fan fiction the omega is the weaker one you know the one has to be protected the it is that soul. yeah but it's also like the one of like the alpha is there to protect you but then like yeah because you know how we read stories where like you've got this just this tough dude who's like totally willing to protect you and everything and like even if you don't need it it's mm -hmm. a lot like that but just set in defined gender roles because gotcha alpha, alpha beta and omega are considered secondary genders and it doesn't, so it doesn't matter whether or not you're a guy or a girl, you could be an alpha or a guy or a girl, right. you could be an omega. And um, so if you're an omega, the alphas have nodding, the omegas go into heat. And okay. depending on what universe or what author you're reading, how long that lasts, but it's exactly what it sounds like. Um, the mating Which, ritual uh -huh. yeah and it makes for very steamy smut scenes and stuff like that but that's mainly the purpose for it it's just like that scene but there's also mating and which usually has there's, sometimes there's like a, a mating fight and stuff like that yeah but it's not just being a couple it's you're combining more, life forces or yeah. souls or whatever like when one yeah. dies the other follows immediately stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah not not quite in this universe but there's there is a different level of attachment to it usually um it's if it's not permanent if it's broken it's usually painful to be broken and there's like side effects and stuff like that um it's really just taking that like protector and like the one yeah. protective trope but adding specifics to it no and i get that i get that i feel like one of my authors kind of touched up on that it's but possible it, it was it's never because like we are dealing with immortals and stuff in this in this mm -hmm. series, the Dark Hunters, but yeah. you also get the Were Hunters. So it's not just wolves; it's all the different wares that you're getting. You're getting the leopards, the wolves, the bears, the yeah. whatever, right? Yeah. And in the world of Were Hunters, I mean, all the different ones they have their own mating rituals or whatever the fuck you want to call them, right? Oh, mm -hmm. uh, like. The tigers do it differently. The wolves do it differently. Where, like, a certain position, yeah, you know, is like this is how the mating ritual is. Yeah, what's, what's the word like? There are cultural differences, basically. Yeah, but then on top of that, there's the uh, there's the extra mating ritual. So while you're still and you know entwined. Mm -hmm. you know while the, he's still in you basically mm -hmm. and i think it was when you reach climax or just after you bite each other like, um if you decide to go through with it you're even if you're not um aware 
you know, yeah. a, a were animal. But if you are mated to one, like if the mating mark on your hand shows up and you go through with whatever mm-hmm. um, ritual that, you know, the where that you're with is. Yeah. There's a point that if you decide to go through with the, like, the, the final mating ritual, mm-hmm. that's when your teeth elongate and you bite the, the other person's neck. Yeah. And take yeah. their essence into you. So that's when your lives become... Yeah. One. Very so like similar. if your mate yeah. dies, you follow immediately. If you haven't done that, you like there are still like couples in this world that have mated mm-hmm. because they've gotten the mating mark, but they haven't gone through with the biting because they're just like, I I don't want to do that yet, you know? But yeah. you can do it. It's not like you can do it once and it's like so you only have one time to do it and you can never do it again. Yeah. Yeah, the um the fan fiction trope for it, how intense it is usually varies. There's most of the time there's no shifting there's no werewolf anything there's no wolf anything it's just kind of like an additional part of being a person like a human being yeah um and there's usually like a mating mark and like yeah you you could be a couple and you could be dating without being mated you could be married without mating and Mm -hmm. like all that other stuff too oh god it it sucks if you're married to somebody and you have a life and all of a sudden like and and the mating mark never shows up and then one day you're at the grocery store you go you walk by somebody and wham there's the mating mark it's like well fuck yeah that is a different trope in fan fiction that would be more like of a soul mark trope which is different um because it's a part of the soulmate trope um mating marks are most of the time and most of the universes have to be consensual and they have to be something you actively do. Um, soulmate marks, however, are something you could just be walking around and you meet somebody and you're like, oh, fuck. That's, that's yeah, okay. Which is a other extraordinarily popular thing is soulmate marks and soulmate, just soulmate stuff. People get real creative with soulmate stuff in fan fiction. But um, you, don't, you, you don't have to be a shapeshifter. There's like, it's just. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your mate can be a, your soulmate, whatever it could be anybody. In this world, it's in the Dark Hunter world, it's. um. The like there's there's a couple one mm-hmm. is a bear one's a wolf yeah amy is a bear and fang is a wolf and they are just so into each other blah 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 like a lot of shit's gone down they've you know they're together and they mm-hmm. get married and everything but they never get a mating mark and it just it just drives them crazy yeah because they're interspecies kind of thing right yeah but then as a wedding gift one of the uh the more powerful beings gifts them with the mating mark. Oh, well, that's sweet. Yeah. That's cute. But just, you know, just because it can happen that way doesn't mean the opposite can't happen either, which it has, where like you've, where the mating mark has been, has shown up for like enemies. Yeah. Which is interesting because it's one of the things I like about the soulmate trope, is it could be anything. So, um, should definitely end this episode. <laughs> Yes. Um, but I we hope you guys enjoyed this ride with Twilight. It was it has been an adventure from just start to finish. It is not a movie or a story that has aged well. Not that it was great when it. It wasn't started. great to begin with. And it's only gotten worse with time. However, we are going to have a lot of fun dragging all of you through all of the Twilight movies. So stay tuned for New Moon and the Wolves next. And 
we'll dig into them and the just sheer amount of unnecessary shirtlessness that happens (laughs) i want to say that it's like at least it's good shirtlessness but even then (laughs) it's not as good as it could be fair enough it was pretty good when we were like 17 but it was great when we were 17 now it's like no you're you're baby body i like jason momoa exists so like give me give me momoa come on or or give me give me the witcher give me Geralt. i want him that's fair not not yeah baby jacob that's true but I think that has probably to do more with the fact that with age than anything. Because <laughs> at 17, it was great. At, at not You didn't seven, know any better at 17. That's true. Like, I had, at 17, I had not seen a shirtless Jason Momoa. So, like, I will say that. Or Chris Hemsworth just as a person. Yeah. So, you know. And granted, after the Twilight movies, I don't think I ever see Taylor Lautner again. <laughs> so. Uh-uh. Uh, and, I remember I remember watching this movie and going, hey, it's Shark Boy. There you go. Yeah. And just, I hadn't even seen I've to this day I haven't seen Shark Boy and Lava Girl. No but, need. You are way know, past the age to even be remotely interested. It just looks like a weird version of the like Spy Kids 3D to me. And that was just all I needed to know about it. And I was just like, cool. I didn't think that movie was great. So but uh but yeah, so thanks for joining us on this um cringy ride. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye, all. Tune in next week for more fuckery because we have some serious questions and concerns. It would have been really funny if she just said something other than vampire. Like, yeti. Yeti. It's like, say it out loud. Yeti. And then he just goes, oh.